0: Good morning, this is John Wren, and this is the Startup Show. We're here each Friday at noon Denver time to talk about startup. If you're going in a new direction with your work, uh, maybe starting a new project or a new campaign, a new career, you want to go from one field into another, or if you're starting a new business, we hope you'll tune in each Friday and uh, get some help and give some help. We're going to make this interactive uh, starting next week. We'll try to take your comments on the air. And um, at least I think that'll start next week. It may be that I'm going to do that after I do the next four or five sessions with just me trying to get my points across. Um, I've been around startups ever since I was two years old and my dad moved to Colorado to start his own business. My early memories are going with him to the warehouse and uh, I was with him 20 years later when we sold the business and I saw the effect that selling had on him. Uh, I mean he was lost. He really shouldn't have sold. Although, the market was changing and we had to make some big changes, and uh, sometimes it's easier to sell than make the changes. So I've worked with lots of clients in my own private consulting practice, in uh, management service work through CPA firms, I've worked for the world's largest and oldest consulting firm devoted exclusively to small business. And uh, I've learned a lot every time I work with a client. I've got a master's in business administration from the University of Denver, and I put that on my business card. People say, well, you know, you don't see that much. I think every MBA ought to be required to put MBA on their business (laughs) card, not as uh, touting themselves but as a warning. Because the problem is with MBAs is that we're taught one way to look at the world that's not actually all that helpful except for large corporations. First MBAs were issued by Harvard, uh, started in something like 1912. And are we better off at business startup now than we were in 1912? I don't think so. Now we are better at managing in large corporations. And that was really the purpose of that first Harvard MBA was to uh, have a place where middle managers could learn how to follow orders and give orders and uh, very hierarchical. And business has changed a bit since then and MBAs have changed. And I think for large corporations, they still are are good preparation. But for the little guy with an idea, I'm not so sure they're that helpful. Yeah, I first started doing work, uh, public seminars for startups over 20 years ago and back then there really wasn't that much being done with startups now there's probably too much being done Uh, but the problem is a lot of it is bad information it's based on what's been handed down through the SBA since 1953 when they developed uh, the Small Business Administration and its approach to startup as they developed the Veterans Home Loan Program And they took the same thinking from the loan program for houses building a house into starting a business and they're just not the same thing blueprints required for the loan that makes sense if you're building a house if you're building a business that's just not the way business works you know who knows what's gonna happen my dad when he sold sold to a conglomerate he went to their first meeting He said that they went to lunch the first time and he walked out with another one of the business owners that had sold to them. And this other business owner said to him, they want us to write a five year plan. He said, I hate to tell him this, but I don't know what's going to happen next week. And that is the thinking of a business owner that started the business with his own money. And uh, they don't know what's going to happen next week, but they're going to make a profit today. And they do it day by day by day. And uh, we've gotten this attitude that we can control nature, just like with the virus right now. We're trying to do things to control it. I think the best analogy to that is what we've done to control flooding with a series of dams and uh, uh, cement channels, and it's made the flooding when it's bad it's worse than ever and uh, we have to be careful that in nature we don't control things in such a way that uh, the unintended consequences are worse than the disease itself maybe what's happening now with this voluntary isolation this is creating problems I've posted things on uh, my Facebook page John s Wren, if you want to be my Facebook friend Uh, and you may be listening to this on it right now I'm going to be posting this momentarily I announced the show is 12 o'clock show but this is going to be posted a little bit late today I'm gonna get better at doing this as we do it week by week by week and uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show and share your startup experience have a conversation with me I'd love to have you call me if uh, you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if I can help you in any way as you get started numbers 303-861-1447 now I believe that there are four practices that are the crucial elements of a successful startup one is recovery getting back up on your feet it's very rare that a business starts because somebody's at the top of their game you know in boxing they say good boxers come out of the gutter somebody that's gone to the Ivy League and uh, You know, they tend to go to law firms and, uh, you know, government service and highfalutin jobs like that. Not so much into boxing, even if they were on the boxing team at Harvard. It's the guy that comes out of the gutter that really needs it, that tends to be the champion. And I think the same thing's true of startup. You know, if you're in... uh, school and getting an MBA I would think you got better options available to you than starting your own business you need to go to work for some place where you can learn how they do business and then maybe you will start someday and take that additional learning into your business but this majoring in entrepreneurship and then starting a business right out of school I think is a crazy idea and these 6000 professors of entrepreneurship Uh, now you know they've done the same thing with poetry and a guy named Epstein wrote a book on poetry day which I think is April 1st (laughs) April Fool's Day I think but it wasn't this year it was three or four years back in the Wall Street Journal and it was about has academic poetry killed poetry in the United States and he made a pretty strong case for the uh, his observation that it had killed poetry to be having poetry as a major on college campuses. You know, the study of poetry. It used to be that in America we loved poetry. Newspapers would have poetry in them. That just doesn't happen anymore because we've learned to see poems as a way to uh, get ready for a test, not so much as a way to have pleasure. And entrepreneurship is kind of that in reverse. You know, instead of having the uh, good experience of going to work in a good job and having security, we push people into just starting their own business. And sometimes it works. You know, you can't argue with uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, uh, the others that have done that right out of school. You know, my hat's off to them. Good for them. But to think that's going to become the standard practice, if, if, market research and careful planning worked as well as the SBA seems to think that it does, we would not have a market economy, we would have a planned economy. And that's kind of the direction that things are going. So recover, get back up on your feet. If you're in the gutter, you got to get up out of the gutter to become a boxer. And same thing's true if you're like having a hard time finding a job and you're thinking, gosh, maybe I should just start my own business. Make sure you've gotten back up on your feet first. And that's the practice of recover, resiliency, grit. And there are things you can do to improve your grittiness, the ability to stick with things and uh, you know, be in good shape when you start. And maybe you get a job now to tide you over because part of that being in a good condition is having capital. You've got to have at least a telephone and a car And if you don't have those things, you need to get a job maybe at a lower level than you'd like to be and get those things and then start your business. But even more than a car and a telephone, it's you personally. Let's say you've got a problem with uh, drugs, alcohol. For goodness sakes, get some help. There's all kinds of help available, but you have to look for it. You have to ask for it. You have to want it but recover. Get back up on your feet. And the sign that we've recovered is that we start imagining. You know, people without a vision perish. And as we get back up on our feet, we start having ideas of what maybe we could do. But then we need to think about it. Now, that doesn't mean writing a business plan, but it does mean give it some good, hard thought. And for the practice of imagine, for a couple of decades, I've done uh, something I called idea Cafe, it may incorporate ODA into the name. People, when I first started using it, said this looks like ODA. But I've, you know, ODA is getting more popular. The ODA loop: observe, orient, decide, act, uh, developed by the uh, Air Force fighter pilot John Boyd. He retired and started studying philosophy, and he took what he'd learned about philosophy and looked back at his success as a fighter pilot, and Now, the Air Force has not carried this forward. You would think that him being from the Air Force, that they would have incorporated this into their training, but the Marines have picked it up, and it's part of their warfighting strategy. Observe, orient. Now, orient is more than just turn towards the target. Orient is all that you've experienced and learned up to that point. And as soon as you observe something new, that changes. As soon as you do the next couple of steps, which is decide and act, the orientation changes. So that's the current status of your ability to process information, to have ideas, to imagine. But that orient, observe, orient. Now, ideas and an acronym developed when I was with the Bell System. Dr. David Fletcher, and I'd been my professor at the University of Denver, and we developed this idea model of business creativity. I is inspiration or identify the problem. It's kind of the left brain and the right brain way of doing it. Identify the the problem is for the linear thinkers. Inspiration is a little bit of a different animal. It may not come out of that much of a, of a conscious process, but you just see an opportunity and you know it'll work. and. So you're convinced, but D is develop alternatives because even if you've had this insight, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And some people call that the, the inspiration, they develop alternatives, green light thinking, you're chunking up thinking more and more then decide and act. And some people call that red light thinking. And, uh they're two different mindsets and you are best keeping them separate from each other, uh, until, you do take action, and at least that's what we've taught in the Idea Cafe Startup Workshop. I believe it's true. People have experienced it, and we get together for a session, and people see things in a new way. Now, it's not something that lends itself to being reviews to a book. I can talk about the process, but there's something about being in the same room with a group of people that changes things. Now, maybe that's changing. This, you know, We've got to like, do our own quarantine now, and a lot of us are getting online with things like Zoom. Maybe this is going to change, and I'm going I'm to try an Idea Cafe Startup Workshop this afternoon online, and I would encourage you to give it a try. 2.30 each Friday, we've been doing this at the Commons on Champa, but today we're going to do it online, and I'll be posting more about that on our uh Site and if you haven't joined us yet, I encourage you to do so. It's free and fast, it just takes a a minute or two. I'd encourage you to join it right now, and then come back at 2.30 and do the Idea Cafe Startup Workshop with us. I'll have complete details on the site, but you go to uh, smallbizchamber.org, smallbizchamber.org, And that's all one word run together, small biz chamber. No dots, no dashes. (coughs) So I'll maybe see you there at 2.30, smallbizchamber.org. We'd like to help you do more good work, and we'll be back here next week, and uh, maybe see you this afternoon. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions, give me a call, 303-861-1447.